2: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hill. He is Josh Landy, fresh back from his luxury Spanish holiday. And he, um, I believe he pretty much sped through planes, trains and automobiles straight from Marbella to the Emirates Stadium yesterday. Josh, hi Josh.
1: Boyd, good to be back. Missed you, even though it was only one week away. And you're away, but such is your commitment, you are I... doing the podcast even whilst away.
2: Yeah, I don't shirk geographical challenges i'm in my um airbnb holiday home in uh, suffolk i won't be more specific than that in case get stalked by people but yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm ready and we are joined by live from his uh from roebuck towers well, yes indeed dan roebuck one of the voices of arsenal mm. a man hi dan a man who i saw quite a lot of and listened to quite a lot of during the pre-season friendly period ah yes Yes. Excellent. Um, yeah, that was. People say, people say um, you can't judge anything from preseason, but actually, our <laughs> slightly disappointing preseason <laughs> games against the likes of Chelsea have proved to be quite, um, quite yeah, a, good, a good pointer. Unfortunately, yeah, quite a pointer. Exactly. I'm very, That's the word very true. Before, very before true. we get into the nitty gritty of yesterday's ignominious defeat at the hands of Chelsea, let me remind you. Um, that uh, even though we were all back live at the football yesterday, which was brilliant, a lot of people still watch the football from their own home. And if you do, then why not watch it by consuming Beer 52's beers at the same time? And Beer 52 is generously offering free beer to you while watching the team from the comfort of your own home. They are offering eight craft beers, Sourced and curated from the best breweries on the planet for free. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash arsenal and just cover the £5.95 for the postage. Beer 52 is the world's most popular popular, sorry, is the world's most popular popular craft beer discovery. I don't know why I'm saying the word popular twice. Discovery Club with over 150,000 members that they send a brand new case to every month. 150,000 members. Every month's case has a different theme. Like New Zealand, South Africa, Korea, and all over the USA and Europe. And as an independent British company, Beer52 is passionate about UK craft beer. But if dark beer is not your thing, you might assume it's all about dark beer. That's not true. You can simply choose the light option, and your case will come with the award winning beer magazine Ferment. And a tasty snack as well. Don't worry, though, if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account anytime, so that's go to beer52.com forward/arsenalbeer52.com and your first case of eight beers you'll get for 595 the postage. There you go. But Dan Roebuck.: Yes. I quite like the
0: idea of Ferment Magazine. It's 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 a good name, isn't it? It's one of those that's probably been featured on Have I Got News for You. Yes,
2: yes. If it hasn't been, if it hasn't been, then it should be. Yeah, it's a a very good name for a beer based magazine. (laughs) Dan, my first question to you Mm. after the um, defeat yesterday at the hands of Chelsea is why didn't Mikel Arteta go with a back five? Because he's done it before. Yes, he has. With the big teams mm-hmm. like Chelsea, and it's worked very well. And he had lots of injuries, as we all know, including Ben White, our new 15-minute central defender. I think every a lot of fans were kind of expecting him to go with the back five against a very potent Chelsea attack, but he didn't. What did you make of that to start with?
0: Well, that's an interesting question because we did talk about it yesterday, and it was I think it was a personnel issue. And I always come on your show, and a a fairly defensive, as you know. And I probably get, you know, some stick about it. But I think,
2: I think, no, no, you don't. No, I think you respect. You 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 work for us, but you're still. I think you're still. You maintain a great level of uh, honesty and. uh, Yeah. Uh, Well, hopefully, but I think if if we
0: consider who was available, who wasn't available, I, Mm. I guess I guess the option was to play Callum Chambers in a three. Right. Alongside, or maybe Tierney in a three, it was a little bit of a surprise. Um, but obviously, he went with the two, and we were exposed uh, spectacularly on our left, their right, and it and it just didn't work. Much better in the second half, obviously, but yeah, it, it didn't work. And I think you are you're absolutely right. In previous games. Mikel Arteta has matched teams up and it has worked or worked a lot better than yesterday. Maybe he's trying to play this particular system and this is the footprint that he wants to use that the 4 3 one which, which when he first came, we all thought, well, this is how he wants to play. And then he proved adaptable. And we thought, well, this is quite good because those early successes over city and, and Chelsea and, and one or two other in big games, you thought, well, okay, so he's, he's going game to game and he, and he is quite flexible, which we quite like because we know that Arsen Vega never was, and he was always one way and it was just the same way. Um, but yeah, it was interesting that he didn't do it yesterday. It didn't work obviously. um, I think personnel is is a was was a huge reason yesterday. I mean we, we can sit here and and say it was a, a poor performance but when you consider how many players were out it would have been different if he'd you know he'd had a full squad to choose from and, and potentially he might well have you know used a different tactic yesterday if if you know Ben White's available if Gabriel was available as well. It might have been different if Thomas Partey had been available, if Aubameyang had been mm. 100% fit, if Lacazette played, it would have been different. Would the result have be been different? I don't know because Chelsea are good, aren't they? But I think the performance yeah. would have been different.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah. That's fair, isn't it, Josh? It's like, it's really, I'm finding it really weird at the moment to be an Arsenal fan because on the one hand, we're all expecting. We're, I feel. I feel the general feeling around the fans is of slight negativity and pessimism about the situation in general, and partly down to Arteta, the manager, and his decision making, and, and and partly down to the fixture list, which is a really difficult to start to the season. We've got Man City coming up next, and all that and Spurs not long after that. And also this injury situation and the COVID situation. And it's quite hard. I feel it's quite hard. Like on the one hand, I feel quite angry at various moments when I think about some of Arteta's decisions. And I did and I did think it was weird that he didn't go with the back five yesterday. Didn't fight in, you know, we had enough central defence, I think, to, to, to sort that out. But then you have to be fair and you have to say he's had an incredible bad luck you know, to have, like, I feel like our club has been affected by COVID much more than any other, any equivalent club. You know, Ben White yesterday, I mean, that was seemed very late in the day. Suddenly Ben White's another another guy who falls out of the of the team at the last minute. He must, he would definitely have played, wouldn't he? You know, so do you know what I mean, Josh? It's like, it, I feel like we have to temper our criticism somewhat and our feelings somewhat because of this horrendous bad luck. And I include the facialist in that in a way, you
1: know. I agree. Totally. I mean, had it been Norwich at home yesterday and Chelsea after the international break, you'd like to think we, we could have got through against a Norwich team and in the way we saw Man City absolutely destroy them. And you'd hope that when Norwich do come to the Emirates in our next home game, that we we do win. And that maybe in three, four weeks' time, or three weeks' time, we would have been as a club in a much better shape to kind of face a, a top team like Chelsea, whether we've been in shape enough to get result, who knows. But I I'm with you. I, I'm a bit surprised, you know, turning on the radio in like six oh six coming back from the game yesterday. Of course like Sutton and Savage are gonna be inciting callers. But it was it was totally absurd to be, you know, calling for our, our after a sort of home defeat against the Champions League winners from, from a couple of months ago with the team that we had to put out. And by by the end of the game, I mean, we had probably none of our first-choice defenders on the pitch. I mean, you, you'd you say Gabrielle and, um, and Ben White, obviously Tierney had gone in, off injured. I, I cannot work out quite the order of our right-backs between one to five at the moment. I, I've got no idea where Bellerin, Cedric, Chambers, Maitland, Niles, I feel I've left someone out as well, um, mm. all, all rank. And then, of course, jam got party. There's no lack of there. No, there are loads of mitigating circumstances. If you want to, if you want to provide a defence, it's it, all the arguments are there for you. So I think I'm not getting overboard. It was it was upsetting because it was so nice to be back at the stadium. I actually enjoyed it way more. The whole go, I, I loved it. Way the atmosphere, more than I yeah, I would. which is the atmosphere. Because I, I, in the build-up, I don't know if
2: you saw you, you've been away, but in the build-up, like um, I was looking at red action and all the um, the fat, some of the fan, the prominent fan um accounts twitter accounts for example i think people were a bit worried because it didn't seem to be it wasn't a big sellout for example um and there were a few spaces i saw in the kind of upper levels but people were worried about the atmosphere and let you know but actually i thought the atmosphere was brilliant really i don't 100%. care yeah
1: the people were going oh you'll be like a negative atmosphere from the moment you sort of go in it, it wasn't it it was great actually that before just before the game that first sort of 10 minutes of the game obviously it was sad that after fifty minutes that you know we were behind um <laughs> But I have to say just on the tickets I mean we didn't sell out an Arsenal football club not selling out Arsenal Chelsea first home game of the season I mean of course the biggest mitigating circumstance here is is COVID and people's approach to still being comfortable to go to a stadium but I I was surprised at that but but someone asked me to get tickets on the morning of the game for them and you know, I went online. There were, I mean, I'm not... Hundreds, hundreds of tickets in the upper tier available. And that surprised me. I don't know, Dan, I, I, did it not yeah, surprise you? It, 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 it did and it didn't. What surprised me,
0: um, the first weekend of the championship season and, and League One and League Two, I expected almost full grounds across the country because I, I, just being a deluded football fan, just thought everybody would want to go back to a ground. But the, the COVID issue spreads... Further than than everything, and I think there is still people who do not want to go to big crowds, do not want to go to places to central London to football grounds. There's also the issue of there are there are not people coming in from other countries, and for the big clubs, this is Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United, Liverpool. There's always people coming in from all over the world, and they would take up a okay, it's a small percentage, but they would still do it. We we know we've known that over over a long long time. So I, I think the co- COVID issue is a real one, and and that's been replicated pretty much everywhere, I think. And and just on the fans, I I thought the atmosphere was great at the start, and I know people have made an awful lot about Arsenal being booed off at half time, and and some catcalls in the second half as well. If any, if if any of the the, the the this is not just Arsenal fans, this is just football fans, full stop. If if there is an ex- expectancy for your club to be challenging for top honours, as there is at Arsenal, if this was any other club that's had a bit of a dip over the years, and the same thing happened they would be off, whether it's at Chelsea, Liverpool, it would be the same. It would be the same. It's not local to Arsenal supporters. I don't think anyway, yeah, I agree. We're, we're in a situation where two eighth place finishes and out of the champions league for five years. And, and you can see that decline, but the vast majority of the sport uh, of the support have known Arsenal to be a champions league club and a successful club for a long time. Then that hurts. And, 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 you know, fans have got every right to to do, you know, people say, Oh, you should support the club, whatever. But you know, the fans pay their pay the money for the tickets for the season tickets and i think if, if they want to show their displeasure they can do and i think every other team in the same situation would be the same there's no point in comparing us to teams who've just come up oh, Well, villa fans are this and the other they wouldn't complain yeah but they'll have been in and out of the championship however many times and not been in the champions league it doesn't matter for them you know
2: yeah if you the fact is you're, you're absolutely right if you're losing two nil at half time against your one of your main rivals, one of your most hated in, in, in many ways, London rivals, then you're gonna get booed at half-time, and you're gonna get booed mm. I 100 percent agree. And actually I, I didn't even think the booing was that vo- I didn't think, I don't it, think was it was that, that bad. Much. I didn't no. yeah and that and, and and actually there was still because we stayed right to the end and we you know applauded the team off you know um <laughs> I don't even know why but we just thought we, you know it's nice to, to give them some and I actually thought the support the the, the volume of um of chanting it kind of was was lifted in the second half there was yeah. a period there was a brief there was yes, a period was. where yeah where we were kind of quite we looked quite threatening didn't we and um, it got quite exciting <laughs> for about 10 15 minutes yeah, and and, the, and and immediately you
0: saw that turn on from the fans and yeah. and, where, and there was you know chances created and and good play being seen the fans were back on board straight away and you could sense the lift and you know holding scores Rather than puts it wide, who knows what will happen? I mean, you know, we've had a there's a whole list of situations like this, but the 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 fans are. Are very. They're always going to be on side with with better performances and and, and energy and effort. And when we saw it, that I thought the fans were. I thought I, I enjoyed it. Maybe it was just because it's such a long time since I've been to a. I mean, i was at Brentford as well. But in terms of being in for near sixty thousand at Emirates, I I, I mm. enjoyed the day as a spectacle.
2: I thought just on the game, just one the the, the thing in the first half. The, uh, you know, I want, want your uh, technical expertise, Dan. <laughs> you know, when when Reese James got all that space, it did seem ridiculous how much space there was. Like, everyone could see it. How, how does that happen? Well, well I, I, look, look, I'm not an
0: ex-footballer. I couldn't tactically talk my way through this. But I'm guessing here that there's just a disconnect between Tierney and Saka further forward and maybe Xhaka as well. Because... How many times have we seen Xhaka step back into that almost left-back position Mm. when Tierney goes forward? You almost, and this is no slight on Bukayo saka but he can play a defensive position. We've seen him play left-back and left-wing-back. You almost expect him to track Rhys James a little bit more. Now, if Tierney is drawn inside because of movement inside to try and help Pablo marry in the space on that far side. And there's no communication between those players. Now, how many times has Xhaka played alongside conga Don't know. Not that much. You know, that all, all that situation. I'm not, I'm not saying it, sh- it shouldn't have been better because it should have been, but for whatever reason, he was, he was given an awful lot of space. Wasn't he Reese James on more than one occasion, but look, look what happened at Brentford um, with, Kieran Tierney, man, I I listened to one podcast today suggesting that Tierney wasn't fit and, and needed more time. Well, Tierney against Brentford created more chances, I think, than anybody else on match day one oh. of the Premier League. And what Chelsea did to Arsenal in getting that space for, for East James, Tierney up against Canos last week, was very, very similar. And Tierney had an awful lot of, you know, the balls that came in all the time. Some were great some once a once great... Pepe should, you know, great save from from the Brentford keeper that time. So, uh, look, uh, just a lack of communication. It happened. We got exposed, whether that's because Xhaka was... was trying to fill in elsewhere, I don't really know. But, I mean, you, you guys will have a, a thought on why. Mm. I, I'm hoping it was a bad day at the office. Let's face it, Kieran Tierney's usually very good. He, he, you could tell that he was hurting and frustrated. frustrating oh, I, those oh, around him.
2: Yeah, I don't blame Tierney no. really at all. I, I, we'll, we'll come back to this issue uh, with Josh and, and, and talk about Zaka for a little bit. We need to talk about Zaka. We need to talk about Granite after this break. and we're back from the break it is i mean i said this last week i think that even you know we've spent we've spent we've spent more money haven't we than any other team in europe i think still at, I saw at this the moment, start, yeah yeah mm. um from players. I saw the,
0: the the net the net spend the net spend. It, that, the net spend is it 260 million over the last 3 years wow which is more than anyone else
2: yeah incredible um, ridiculous yeah. Um, i mean that's partly because we can't sell our players for 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 mm. you know anything but still we spent uh, we have spent rather a lot of money but Josh I was thinking about the Xhaka situation it is fairly extraordinary that he was definitely going to go to Roma like before you know in 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 after the Euros um then they then they didn't offer enough money and he's back at Arsenal he's now his captain again I mean obviously for for for, um, reasons of because Alba's injured etc but it is fairly extraordinary these back and he's now again like got a new contract that's going to be dominating our midfield dominating in the sense they've being played every bloody week and I have to say you know from from the analysis on match of the day two last night and everything I mean it seems to be I'm blaming him and I, this may be unfair m- more, more than anyone for the that Reese James issue of not filling in, you know, not not filling in when um, Tin is marauding up the pitch, et cetera. And he just seemed, it just doesn't seem to, like my theory is, I think he's very arrogant. Like he, they will say he's a brilliant leader. They love him in the dressing room. Managers love him. All the managers that have, he's played for, they're playing week in, week out. They've given him this new contract. They, they, they're, He's definitely a dominant, powerful, actual leadership figure in you know, Minas. But I, I think the, the other side of that strikes me is, I thought it's like an arrogance to him, like and not sticking to the game plan. He couldn't. He must have been told to be very wary and very aware of the threat of Reece James with their system. He can't, you know. And I just felt he wasn't carrying out the the the, the, the instructions. I mean, that's how it felt to me. Maybe I'm being unfair. I,
1: I think you are being slightly unfair. I okay. feel like we quite had the right setup. Uh, I mean, there's that as well. There is that. Someone was always going to look exposed, and uh, and it was you know a combination of what was going on uh, in the middle and and Dan alluded to it before. You know, Tierney was so they all were sort of bickering with each other at points and and pointing, and um, there was clearly an element of discontent and it almost you know a realization that they hadn't been set up correctly and it was going to take until halftime to sort it. And you know after. 15 minutes when we went behind. I was just thinking, please can we go in one down and just hope they sort it out and we're still in the game. And and we couldn't. And uh and at 2-0 it was it was all over, really. And Chelsea could sort of slip into second or third gear. I mean, there was clearly a problem in the centre midfield. I mean, both um Kovacic and, and Mount, they just seemed to have so much space. Uh, there was always an option. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, look, Reese James could have laid on another one for uh, Lukaku quite easily couldn't he and yeah I mean that first half was uh, yeah, yeah that was was, that- was just a, such a such a amazingly obvious we have set up wrong like we shouldn't be being dominated this badly we have an inferior lineup we know that and you know looking at their bench was possibly the biggest sign of all of the gulf between the two teams because was looking at their bench and, and wondering like who wouldn't walk into our team? Like, there's a, there'd be an argument on the goalkeeper, Rizbalaga, Thiago Silva would have got a game, Kante, Werner, you know, maybe Zuma, Chilwell, Ziyech. Like, they probably all would have started for Arsenal yesterday. So, I think you can lose. That's why I'm not too upset. I think people have gone way overboard. We'll probably get beat at Man City. The season really starts against Norwich. And hopefully, after 10 games, we're back in that mid-table mix and, and, looking, and looking forward. And we'll come on to the West Brom game. And I think, actually, it's... Pretty, It would be so nice to just get a win of any kind and just get something positive going with the club. But back to your point, I think you're being harsh on, on Granit Xhaka. Um, he's about the best of what we've got in that area of the pitch. and What, he yeah, will I, mean,
0: continue. what, what, what I like about Granit, I mean, I mean, we all saw his performances in European Championships and we all wonder why he can't play like that for us. I think he plays a slightly different position, obviously. But what happened at Crystal Palace the other season against Crystal Palace at home when he was booed off? and you thought he's never, ever going to play a game for Arsenal again. Now, if you if you picked any fan who was booing him and, and has written things about him and put them in that situation to come back and show the strength of character that he has done to, to win some Arsenal fans back, maybe not every single Arsenal fan back, but I, I think that, that shows awful character. And for a long time, people are, are, are shout from the rooftop saying, well, where where are these leaders? Where are these, these you know people who stand up and be counted for Arsenal, we haven't got any. Well, does Xhaka count like that just because he's not a huge sort of shouter? But from from being booed off, you know, being substituted and, and applauding the, the Arsenal, you know, sarcastically applauding fans and not playing for, what was it, six weeks or something and looked like he was going to move in January to come. I, th- I think that shows an awful lot of character and, and hardness of, of, of you know, someone who, who obviously cares um, might we might not see the best of him every single game, but I I, I think he's a useful addition certainly, and, and I would rather have him in, in the squad than not. I think. I'm not. I'm not I admire him
2: nods. Indiv- <laughs> <laughs> I, I no, no, no. I admire his indefatigability mm. as uh, as you know from it, 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 in that respect. And, and you're right, bouncing back from that incredible those incredible scenes where I mean, you was, never thought he was ever going to play. No. Well so he didn't but, play for about like six weeks but or I, I i agree with that but i feel that's slightly depressing more than anything like i, I admire him and his mental resolve a 100% but as a footballer and i know he, i know he was extraordinarily he made it into the the euros 11 didn't he the, the, you know and he was great in the euros for those games but that's like a couple of games isn't it really i think week in week yes, for yeah. me like his limitations were exposed massively yesterday because not only was there the issue of, you know, the bickering between on that side, dealing with Rhys James, there was also, they picked up on match of the Day 2 last night, those huge gaps in the middle, right in the middle, and Chelsea were playing long passes. You know, no, neither him nor, nor um, Lekonga were, were dealing with that. And, uh, you know, he's the senior partner there. Lekonga's just arrived at the club. He's only in his only 20s. You know, I just feel, I feel like I'm slightly depressed by the fact that, the talisman, the the man who slightly symbolises Shaka. I mean, the kind of mediocrity, a little bit of Arsenal. You know, perhaps since I the mean, late I since the late since the late Wenger era, and of course Wenger bought him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, it's, I, I it's, it's, uh, do you know what I mean. So he symbolises to me something that he would not get in. He's nowhere near would he get in the teams of any of any of the top six. But he's out like constant. He's there, and I thought. We're gonna. It's going to be a breath, a fresh, a breath of fresh air, a whole new world in midfield when we when we sell him to Roma, and that doesn't happen. And now we're back. We're back where we started with him. And it's like, in, and that game yesterday, oh, I find that depressing. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I, I mean, I, I take your point. I mean, because if if a team like Chelsea playing with wing backs, you'd like to think that the, that central midfield area, you sh- you know, uh, uh, the opposition should own that bit because that's where you've got your extra man. And you know, Martinelli. Uh, I know p- fans have wanted to play through the centre, but up against a Christensen and a Rudiger, um, I can't remember an Aspalić was Aspalić who played. No, he played right. Yeah, he played one of the centre halves as well. Didn't yeah, he? That's so, cool yeah, so, yeah, so 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 so, but he, he's not a back to go. And and what was so illuminating, I thought yesterday, is that illuminating yesterday is that as soon as. Abamian came on to play through the center. Martinelli then shifted to the left hand side and within seconds had the ball at his feet running forward. Yeah. And suddenly he's involved in the game because he wasn't involved in the game before. Now put Lacazette there and he would he would you know back in a little bit. He's the only back to goal striker that Arsenal have got really. And Ketchy can do a little bit. He would have done better, I think, than Martinelli, but he's injured at the moment. Lacazette's got got COVID. So there wasn't that option. I felt a bit sorry. Sorry for Martinelli, because unlike Smith-Rowe and Saka, they've got the opportunity to come a little bit deeper, get on the ball and move forward, and and the fans can can buy into that. But when you're literally sort of like looking behind you and Rudiger's tiring a foot, above you and Christensen probably a foot and a half how does he get into the game and we just it just looked a little bit light and I don't, and I love all those three players and they, they are the future and they're all signed up and going forward it's going to be great but I'm not sure how much they helped
1: further back yesterday if I'm sort of defending Xhaka and Laconga a little bit more. Yeah, yeah I completely agree on, on Martinelli. I mean, look, the, his finest moment or one of was was away at Chelsea and on a yeah. night where we're not going to have yeah. much of the ball and we're hoping to spring, you know, something across a halfway line and get a goal on the break. Great. Like, maybe that's the option. But another reason, you, you just can't get too upset about Brentford and, and Chelsea. So I mean, at Brentford, we played, what, our, our fifth-choice Striker at the at the top of the pitch behind Abamian, Lacazette, yeah. in, in Eddie, and um, and Martinelli. Uh, you know to to go and play Balogun. We had our fourth choice available to against Chelsea. Who, I mean, it would have been tough with our best eleven on the pitch. So yeah, that's I just think true. there's huge huge mitigating circumstances. So I'm not willing to get. Too upset. He, he, felt we weren't just, set up right. Just, right, was, just to say, yeah, because with those limitations in
2: mind, you have to, we were still, we, sure. we could, he could have set us up better. To di- It's almost like someone said, I saw someone saying, you know, he thinks he's in charge of Man City. He thinks that our, you know, B players, our backup players are as good as, you know, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, they've got like two great players in every single position. We have not, we've barely no. got... Great players in their first team positions. You know, we've got three or four players who you could conceivably say shouldn't even be in the first team. You know, so we're just not in. And it's like he's managing us in that way, as if he's fantasizing that he's got the players to play to challenge Chelsea with a four-two-three-one, and then we just haven't. No,
1: I, I think, that's... and I, I, I think maybe it will change, You know, with Ben White not being available, maybe the whole. Uh, way he approached the game and, and formation changed with it, rightly or wrongly. It just, uh, yeah... I think it comes down to the personnel I mean you look at our bench I mean Kalasinac. I mean lovely to see Oh, <laughs> horrific
2: I mean, horrific. I, I, I mean not him. not that great to see him? him I mean incredible yeah it was literally like it was deja vu times yeah I mean I, that was Kalasinac. I, I read the day before he was on his way to Fenerbahce because was sorted yeah. out some kind of transfer of his best mate you, um, yeah. and bodyguard but he's on the bench that was that was funny wasn't it Dan but yes. Dan let me ask you this question Dan about the Zaka penalty incident what did you think of that well I thought it was a penalty
0: initially and then when you look at it and was it a sort of you know did he chip over his own legs
2: i i i
0: i I don't know i mean there was a
2: lot of contact
0: there there seem there seemed to be contact i don't think the initial contact was from from reese james i mean every single when when attackers get wrong side of defenders i think if the defender touches the attacker it should be a penalty. Um, but it wasn't. It was um, last season, wasn't it? We well, it seem to be. I mean, I, I've, I've, you know, I struggle to, to keep
2: up with all the different these changes, changes right? I mean, I just feel. I know that I saw. Uh, it's now got. We've now got into this weird. It's like the change from last season to this. I think we're all like I, we're all encouraged by it. Yeah, like the offside thing completely. Like now, you know, they've got thicker lines drawn. So effectively, the the play if it, if it's level, pretty much level to the human eye. That's great. That's an improvement. But the whole kind of... Fouls are barely given Penalties are given If you know If they're looking for all, all that And I thought the Leno Foul last week And I know we've all We've all said He should have been stronger But that was He was manhandling that, 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 that Exactly That goal should have been Disallowed That should have been Disallowed uh, And, and it's, that,
0: it's such an easy Decision to give Such an easy decision And No I, I, one would have complained Brentford fans will
2: not complain right. But I feel like Pundits not an issue. What furiates me is like, I, think, I feel like pundits on, on, on all the show On Sky Match They've kind of been Brainwashed by this whole idea That it's a brilliant Move from last season to this. It's it's, it's 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 better for everyone, but it's not better if your goalkeeper gets completely fouled yeah. and your goal is and the goal ridiculous. that should have been or in a penalty. I thought and never I felt like. Did positive, you think the second one was a penalty? I did think it was a penalty. I thought it was a penalty with the naked eye. I was like, oh, he's been he's been you know. Yeah. There's a lot of contact there. He's he's running fast. He's falling over because of the momentum of. He's not looking for it. You know, he's not diving. He's that's not was not a dive from. Like, there was a lot of contact both in the feet and that had and everything. And I thought that would have been a penalty every single day of the week last year. And what I think is like, because they've tried, the, the, the narrative around this whole change is that it's benefiting football, it's benefiting attackers, it'll be more interesting. it's fun. And that means that the, all the pundits buy, up, buy into that narrative and they all end up saying, oh, no, no way was that penalty yesterday. They will say they will agree with each other. And they're even going to the point of saying it wasn't a foul on, on um, our goalkeeper last week. And I, it was actually Jurgen Klopp, I don't know if you saw it, his press conference, he was like asking the journalists, do you really think that wasn't a foul? you know on um, on uh, on Leno and you know he and pe- so I think it's just bizarre that people have like, it's almost forgotten about there are fouls committed in football I know I it's a contact yeah. sport but there are clear happen,
0: fouls what, what will happen in within sort of two or three months probably even quicker sort of a month six weeks it, 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 it I think something like that will be called out I mean there's, there seems yeah. to be all these directives at the start of the season that get massaged most of them get massaged away over the course of the season. do you remember a few years ago when? And, you know, a shirt tug inside the penalty area was given a penalty. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's Stoke get one on the opening day of the season. There's about four in the opening two two or three weekends or something. And people are up in arms saying, well, this is what happens in the penalty area. And then over time, it just gets forgotten about and, and it goes back to what you were. But, yeah, I, the, 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 it didn't. I thought it was a penalty yesterday. But, you know, last, last week was really frustrating. Like last week was just, well, this is what VAR is for. Yeah, he's he's, and it doesn't matter whether you think Leno was going to get to the ball or not. It does not matter.
2: I agree. Yeah.
0: It's it's a it's a foul, and the goal shouldn't have stood. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, and that is what I think. What what VAR was for. I mean, I, I VAR is an. I thought they should have introduced it literally for for violent conduct off of the ball. So if someone, you know, if, if it's a Paul Davies, Glenn Cockrell situation. You pick that up, for yeah. those old enough to remember that one, or mistaken identity, i.e. the the, the Kieran Gibbs-Oxlade-Chamberlain uh, one, because those things are just mistakes. That's what I thought you should have introduced it for. And then if that goes well, which it would have done, you can maybe start going into penalties or offside, whatever you want. But I think there's just too much going on, and it changes all the
2: time. You're never mm-hmm. going to please everyone. But What you did know. you think, um, Josh, of... I I was quite critical last week of um, a lot of people, of Arteta's kind of, you know, media appearances, his post-match and pre-match. I feel like he'd been quite, um, I don't know, I've... uh, something about him that was irritating me but I thought he was I thought he was better yesterday he was more honest yesterday in the sense that like it's quite funny in the first week in the first game it was like I can't I'm not making any excuses he refused to even you know almost acknowledge the fact that we had all the injuries and the COVID situations like there's no excuse yesterday he was like there are excuses actually yesterday he was like in fact I like, even said I think it was on Sky where he said that Arsenal football club had never faced this kind of these kind of setbacks all in one go at the start of the season. I mean, he may be right to be fair to him, but I think that's a more honest response, you know, cause it is, you know, any team that loses this number of players for your first few games of the season, it's going to be affected by
1: it. Yeah. I, I think Arteta was, um, as you would roughly expect after, after the game. I mean, he, called that we should have had a penalty. He referenced the players being asked to do 90 minutes when they have had very little sort of training and and readiness for it. And Tierney having to come off and and Gabriel having to come off, Um, he already gave a signpost that Ben White isn't going to play against man against man city and just generally sort of said that the the side did do better in the second half and there are you know uh, small things to be positive and credit to the boys for trying and showing the passion and that it that they care and all the things that you would sort of say i i think he's Look, whether Arsenal football club have ever faced a situation in, you know, since eighteen eighty-six <laughs> like this is possibly going overboard. But I do feel for him a little bit. I, mm, I feel I like it. right he deserves to just have most of his players fit, not have players out with COVID, presumably pulling out of his intended lineup sort of quite late into a week when you're preparing for a game. Um and to give an opportunity to some of these new new players that he's brought into the squad you know, and it is a weird one, isn't it? Because, you know, 50 million Ben White, yes, expected to go into the team and play. And then it's actually now looking like, you know, Lukonga or or Sambi. I don't know what the ruling and what we should refer to him as, but, he's walked into the team and looked like he might belong there. And maybe that, you know, changes his expectations for the season. So yeah, I, I felt like when, do you think, when, to, do you think uh, when party, do you think when party comes back, he's going to
2: go for a party, the midfielder. midfielder, because a lot of people are saying that and they're wanting that,
1: but I guarantee you, Xhaka will retain this. Yeah. Place. I think, I think Xhaka comes. Um, I think Jacker comes back. Well, Xhaka remains uh, in place. Um, yeah, I mean it was some great some great passing from Sam Beep yesterday, mm. some really lovely like, spray balls, and um, you know, great to see. Um, and what what did you make though, Boyd? Obviously, you being there in Dan of of Odegaard um at half time. I have to say I sat upstairs yesterday. Usually I'm downstairs in, in block twelve. I was upstairs with friend of the podcast Ollie yesterday. The audio around the stadium, I don't know what it's it like. It was completely for you, Boyd. out of sync, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's horrendous. I think it's been fifty million pounds on Ben White. There were a lot and of like technical forty million on Odegaard, and he's speaking, and we can't hear it. There are a lot
2: of technical issues, Dan. No, there was that. Yeah, there was that, right? <laughs> which was which was horrendous. Also, did you notice the screen on the big screen? They didn't have the teams up. They didn't have the team. No. That you're right. And they couldn't show... They were hardly showing any um replays. You couldn't see any... It was absolute... It was technical. And apparently, half of the people's, um you know, loaded money onto their new season ticket card things and they didn't work either. So let's just say there's a lot of technical issues
1: for the I first not I couldn't understand why there was no... Yeah, no lineups on no, the... No, was infuriating. Really. I was I like... Think, you can't blame that on COVID. COVID is not right. responsible. Yeah. Not maybe, the, maybe the maybe the line,
0: maybe the lineup person had COVID. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <Good> <laughs> the line,
2: lineup correspondent for the big screen.
0: Do you know? Oh, I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I didn't. Do you know? I didn't notice that because I'm right at the back. I was right at the back of the press box. So I can't. Oh, okay. I can't see the screens. But that right. that would be unusual. Um, I know that there's always first games of the season everywhere. There's always
2: glitches with things. So sure. maybe, it's, maybe I'm being it's I'm being unfair. unfair. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Um, well,
1: did, were you happy to see Odegaard? Was, yes. I, I sure. Yes. It was
2: nice to see him. He looks. I we. I think most fans are happy. With your right. Yeah. I think we're just happy that we're getting more creativity. Put yes. this I mentioned this last week that if we hadn't have re-signed Odegaard or someone of that ilk, we would have had less creativity than we did the second half of last season, because we were one down in all the creative side when, when he when he when he went back. When we, you know, so it's almost like he just about restored the level of creativity we had last season by getting Odegaard. But that's fine. That's a relief. So I think there's like a, a sense of relief generally. That we've got, I think, he's a you know, for the amount of money we've spent. what is he twenty two? Twenty two. I mean, young. He knows the way we work. I think it makes sense on all levels. Dan out. Dan Baldwin, who, who's who's luxuriating in in um, in Portugal anyway. His brother Dom was there with us yesterday. Who's much more sensible. Dan Dan has doesn't like him. There are one or two fans I know who don't like him. I don't really know why because it says his stats and his attitude. I think when he arrived last season, he had an immediate impact, didn't he, Dan? Um, this Dan Dan Robuck Dan with us now, um, but and then he got injured, didn't he? And I think he was. It took him a while to get back to. But that's that's happens yeah, to That's anything. all right. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought he was he was neat and
0: tidy. He's a Premier League quality player. He might be better than that. He's twenty two. You know, he didn't work out Real Madrid. He 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 had a really good loan spell at Sociedad if it, if we just bought him from Real Madrid this season, I think there'd be more of a fanfare because yeah. we had him for six months or whatever right. it was, then, then it feels different. It feels like, oh, well, you know, we had him last year. What did he do? Score against Spurs. Great. But what else? But I think that will stand him in such good stead. And he is a quality player. You know, he's he's 22, but he's a senior player. And I think, you know, you could really see the best of him over the next few years. He could end up being a really, really good signing. And I, I, I mean, I think, you know, the worst that can happen is you've got a Premier League ready player knows the team, you know, now knows what's expected has worked with Arteta for six months. The the worst is he's going to be, he's going to be, you know, a six, seven out of 10 every single week. And I don't think he'll let you down. The, the, you know, the ceiling is high. Yeah. And I think that's important. And he's another young player. And and you, you look across that team and probably just a bit too soon, you, you know, there, there's an awful lot of young players in that squad at the moment, an awful lot. And Ramsdale coming in as well, whatever you think about him, it, it, you know, the Arsenal uh, staff, I'm sure, would have done all the stats with him. He's, in, you know, he's in the England squad very good under twenty-one player for England. I know, I know, he's gone down with his last two clubs, but that's a ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah, that's not school, is it? But, but, yeah, you you can see if if you you know you can see in a few years if if you, if if Arsenal don't have to get that that lucky with this lot because they're all roughly there's a lot of you know early twenties teenagers you know Martin is twenty. You know, I think uh, Smith-Rowe's 20, isn't he, now? You know, you know they're, they're, they're all that age. And Erdegaard could end up being the leader of, of the lot. Mm. The, it's just frustrating. You're going to get... Like Saka yesterday. You can't expect a 19-year-old to play fantastically well every single game. He nearly does it, by the way, because he's that good.
2: Oh, but I mean, he still had, I think, our best chance, didn't he, it, in, in second half?
0: Well, he right? had that shot, yeah, Whether yeah. Whether, you, whether you count... You know, if you're an XG fan, Boyd, which I'm sure you are, uh, yeah. then, <laughs> then the expected goals from a shot from 24 yards is probably about 0.02 or something. But yeah, I mean, look, East, this group's going to go well. More often than not, they're going to play well. Every now and then, they might have one or two
2: stinkers. But I like Erdogan. I think there it's, it's is an irony. Business. There is an irony, isn't there, Josh? That I think we've all been clamouring for years for to have some kind of um, tactical tactic when it comes to acquisitions and buying players. You know, some kind of plan. You know, grander plan than just you know buying Willian here and there and buying a thirty-something-year-old husband from Chelsea and a really young player from another team. And you know, there didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to our to our planning when it comes when it when it came to buying players at least this this time now there does seem to be genuine you know we're getting going for clearly going for young early 20s often english um players and that and but and, and yet actually when you watch the coverage on sky say roy Keane's going on about well you know all the the big teams all our rivals are, are buying ready-made players for a yeah. hundred million well of course they are because they're much much better off than we are we're not even in the europa conference league let alone so i, I thought that point he made love roy as I do, but generally this kind of is what we should be doing isn't it the kind of players we buy and we just have to get we have i mean we have to have that really
1: we have to have patience, and I'm not sure how patient Arsenal fans will ever oh, be. You, you have to assess the situation we're in. Are we going to sign the Lukaku? Would Lukaku come to an Arsenal now, even if we had 100 million? No. Would Jack Grealish come? So if those or well, James Madison? Of... Well, that was well. Happen, um, no, I disagree on that one. No, I think no, if I we, think Mad- we were... Madison will come to Arsenal all day long. Think? Yeah. So, yeah, would. but what I'm saying here, Boyd, is we we're not at the moment anyway able to attract like a top top level, you know players they want to be playing i mean for, forget the champ they want to be playing in champions league never mind the fact we're not even in one of the two other less in, less uh more inferior european competitions so therefore we have to take a different approach right now and i think it probably is the the right approach what it's sort of doing is waving a white flag for the next couple of years yeah, of acknowledging that we are not yeah. at that um level where we are really going to be challenging for trophies but i think we probably as fans Acknowledge that you two weeks ago sat here and said you thought we'd finish seven or eighth. I said I thought there was the absolute potential was was fifth, six was was still on the table. And by the way, I think six is still on the. You know, I think it's not out. You know, we'll get beat at City Saturday, and I think it's still on the table. I think we're. You know, we we are still got a lot to to prove this season yet. But yeah, this is the right approach. I mean, the Ramsell one. Yeah. It is, is interesting. We obviously just wants a very competitive number two who's happy to come in with a vision of being number one. Well, I think he knows that Leno, is, one. Leno isn't entirely happy, is he? So he's got to plan for that. He's got, that's the problem. We all know yeah, that. Yeah. Leno- and that's fine. Better that we plan for that because the Martinez yeah, situation agree. happened by accident. You know, yeah. we mustn't kid ourselves. That was not like a, you know, and in fact, despite a lot of people wanting to keep martinez it was kind of a happy accident because we got money for him in a way that we wouldn't have done had leno um got injured so you know are we arguably in, in not a terrible situation with the goalkeeping uh that that's actually okay at the moment um odegaard white Tavares, sambi you know in two years time we'll reflect if this was a, a good window if three four of them are First team players in a Arsenal team He's, that are competing for a top four. Before we go, move on to the predictions, here is my one caveat. Uh, and I'm, Dan, this is
2: a hard question to, to, to deal with in a way, but I'm going to say it. If it, it, I, I, you know, I totally back our plan, our, our recruitment plan, and buying these young. I think you know, good look, good, you know, potentially players with a lot of potential. But isn't it preferable, really, if you're going down that route to have a much more experienced manager? To deal with all the issues that that brings up, <laughs>
0: um, but potentially. I mean, if if you've if you've got a manager that can work with young players, then it doesn't matter, does it? Really. I, I mean, I I think that I mean, Mikel Arteta was a vastly experienced player, and he, I don't I, I I I get the impression that he's he can deal with egos. Which Arsene Wenger might not have been able to on the odd occasion, and and, and he can be very straight and hard. And we saw the Aubameyang dropping uh, before the derby last season. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think he he is a a person that demands respect. But I, I think that I, I don't I don't think you have to have you know a, a hugely experienced manager to get the best out of players. If he if he can do, if he can do it, he can do it. I mean, time will tell. At the minute, he is still. You know how when was I mean his first home game was 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 Chelsea wasn't it in December 2019? I forgot the right or 2020? I'm missing uh, out years here. 2019, yeah, 2019. Yeah, so he's yeah. so he's so he's, t- so he's not yet yeah. two. He's yeah. not yet two years in no. the job. No, um, and True. and I think that. If he can galvanise this group of young players, and that's still TBC, but if he can, they will play for him for, forever. They will absolutely buy into it because you're not going to get those situations where you get those senior players turning around in the dressing room, saying, what have you done? What have you won? I've done more than you. Because, and and if, they, if they get their opportunity through this coach, they will absolutely love him and run through brick walls for him forever. If you're a Sambia Le Congre and you're brought from Andelex, okay, a big team in Belgium, but... You're brought to Arsenal. You get a go from Mikel Arteta. He gives you opportunities in the first team. You take them. Then then that player will play for Arteta. And and the rest mm-hmm. of the young players who are coming through will. I, I mean, Nikola Pepe got a bit of stick yesterday. But I think his engagement in playing for the shirt and playing for Arsenal in the last six months, the last nine months, has been astonishing because he looked to fish out of water initially. Now, some credit has to go to... Mikel Arteta for that, I think, because he just feels more comfortable in his own skin. He did, okay, he didn't have he yeah, didn't have a he great had, game he, yesterday. I agree, you know, I agree. But, he but, he'd improved but, but, a lot. Yeah, I agree. But you
2: that. know, towards the end of yeah. last
0: season, he was the one going around demanding the ball, not yeah, just yeah, scoring yeah. goals and assisting goal. He wanted yeah. to get involved. He's very
2: yeah, he's very very. I think it's all, all. I think the issue with him is all in his mind. And you know, I've yeah. had I have an ongoing discussion with Alan. I've got back to technique I answers. Mean, he hasn't got the right technique. Of course, he's got the technique. He just he needs to be much more pliant and yeah. much more consistent. Anyway, Josh, we've got to go soon. I know we've got to go. You've got you got human beings look after baby human babies look after Um, Kat are you going to predict any kind of uh, result for Man City on Saturday at 12.30 last week my two guests predicted Arsenal would beat Chelsea foolishly are we going to be more realistic about this one
1: well I'm looking forward to uh, the trip to Manchester be my first away game of the season so uh, more in uh, in, uh, well I think acceptance rather than expectation I'd say hope but it's already acceptance Yeah. Um, yeah so are you are you, no. are you train up or driving up josh how, how are you getting I, i'm trainer I, look um one are of you the, getting the, the one
0: of the ridiculously early trains
1: i think we're going to take the train well, i must admit here i've been invited by city due to due to Ooh. work so oh I was hello, city, you know, Ooh, hello. I, yeah no i thought i'd take this one um you know because i didn't even i, I was even when i was replying and, and sort of take i was like tempted to write something back like I promise not to cheer when Arsenal and I just thought <laughs> there's no need yeah. that's not an <laughs> yes. no I don't need to say you it i would love thrown. to come yeah. I'd love to come so I will be sat in some are you in the um, are you in the tunnel t- tunnel club or whatever it's called at Man City I, I, oh, that's supposed to be lovely. I don't know club? what I'm I don't know what else? I'm getting but I thought if ever there's a game where you might as well take take say yes Um, I will do it not that I um, I'm very much looking forward to being in the uh, in the away end around Premier League games again again soon but um Boy, you have um, forgotten to mention um, before we conclude our Carabao Cup game. Oh God, sorry, you're right. Uh, Which is on like TV? It. It's on Sky TV as well. Yes, Sky Sports. Yes. Good, very good uh, point. We, we travel there. Eight PM kickoff on. Uh, Intriguing Wednesday's team selection. Th- what the fuck? What's he going to do with that team? That'd be fascinating. Well, yeah. Yes, there'll be. I think people genuinely see people they forgot play for our club. I mean, I think he's
2: got a balance. He's got to balance
0: as isn't he? It's like, yeah. Uh, do, I do if if I if I believe that I just need a win here. Then there might be players that normally yeah. might yeah. not be in the squad, but I don't know what the squad is. But
1: yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I well, think it will be. I mean, look, presumably it's a debut for Ramsdale. You know, Tavares has to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Maitland Niles making a return to the Hawthorns. <laughs> uh, so yes. soon after. So soon after uh, after leaving, I mean, look, you, you basically you go to the bench from uh, from Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you assume whether it's you know Balogun and you know Martinelli I, I think it's a mix but it would you don't want to go and have another two nil defeat and it feels horrible so um I, I looked up to it, Dan am I right this is all sort of thing Dan would know last time we played in the second round of the League Cup was that the penalty shootout win
0: against who West Brom you talking about
1: um, oh no! That, sorry, sorry, a, sorry, the, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry,
0: sorry. Arsenal. That's a very good question. Well, it's obviously in in the early nineties, isn't it? So I, 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 I
1: thought yeah. it was yeah, Arsenal Hartlepool in nineteen ninety five. Oh it? crikey! Well, yeah, that is good knowledge. I oh, will hang
0: good. on. Let me write that down because I'll try. I'll, I'll rock yeah, it use up, in the commentary to, on which Wednesday. was
1: a. A two-legged affair back in those well, days. Well, it used
0: to be two-legged, didn't they? It's because teams used to want to, to play at the, the bigger ground and they got the gate receipts and then they started to realise that, that fans didn't come and they slipped it back to one. But yeah, for a long time, it was always two-legged. Yeah. It, so was like it, was, it, it used to go two-legged, then one-one, then two-two and then the final or something like that. But
1: yeah. yeah, so it was one of my first ever games at Highbury, probably my third or fourth game at Highbury. Wow. It was a 5 nil win over Hartlepool wow. in, uh, I think, uh, early... Well, yeah, it must have been the... Uh, September or October of 1995. So there you go. That's a bit of work. You, Dan, are you doing the game for Arsenal? I I will be. uh, Yes, I will be commenting on the game, yeah.
2: Oh, so we have to predict that as well. We'll We have no idea, well, we have a rough idea of what the team might be. What do you think the score will be, Dan?
0: Well, I think Arsenal will win. I mean, you know, we talk about Arsenal making changes. I mean, West Brom will probably make changes as well. I mean, They've started the season really well, haven't they, under Valery Nismales, at Barnsley last season. They're unbeaten. Um, So... I, they might make changes. It'd be interesting. Arsenal still win the game. Um, I, I'll, I'll go for a two-one Arsenal win.
1: Good, Josh. Um, I will say a one-one draw. Arsenal to win in and a was, penalty shootout. goes so straight to penalties, isn't it? Doesn't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. As uh, yeah, I remember. Well, I think we'll
2: uh, okay. I think we'll scrape a one-nil victory. Um, and, then and then Saturday, Man City. I'm going straight goodbye. in. We're gonna. Go on, we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose three goals
1: to nil. Mm, I really want to see a goal from Arsenal because it's a three defeats and zero would be uh, zero goals would be sad. I'm gonna go optimistically three one. <laughs> three one. Well, ahead of ahead of Chelsea, the the thought
0: was You've got a punch chance against chelsea you 've got no chance against against city let 's spin that around let's 'll go for a draw i 'll go for a draw i 'll go for a one one
2: draw one one nice. yeah. that's, 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 that's something I can, I can
0: never day. ever tip an answer uh, fair enough degree, fair ever.
2: enough thank you very much Dan as ever nice Dan roebuck and um thank you very much Josh thanks for coming back and um we'll be back this time next week won 't we um, hopefully analyzing a shock a stunning shock performance at Man City, but probably not. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.